0: why do you feel that you have to match this thing that makes you happy like i love looking at you know beautiful landscapes like i don't go to the grand canyon and think i'm jealous of the grand canyon because i'm not a canyon you know what i mean like you can just appreciate something beautiful and but when you start to feel insecure that's you kind of like projecting your own insecurities and your own your own shit
1: hey guys welcome back If you haven't yet listened to my episode about rats, that was the one I dropped last chronologically, I highly recommend it. Not just because I think it's one of my funnier episodes, but because I think that one and this episode are part of a suite around a similar theme. Like, sure, supermodels and actual rats are the opposite ends of the human attractiveness spectrum, but both that episode and this one, I think, have a lot to say about not judging a book by its cover. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to At Least There's This, a podcast about some of the small, good things in our fragile, beautiful mudslide of a world. It is getting towards the end of February, and this has been a really weird fucking week. There's been some of the most awful, disgusting life happened in the last year, happened this week, but also this week has been filled with a lot of really beautiful, wonderful things. So... I, normally, I start off by listening all the terrible shit that's happened, but I think this week I also want to talk about some of the cool shit. Like, Black Panther dropped, and it's a great movie, but it's also just gotten people, like, happy about life in a way that nothing has done in a long time. Like, people, not just black people, but so many people are just, like, happy because of this movie. And then Chloe Kim and that red kid both won, like, the snowboard, the snowboard Olympics. I don't know what it's called. I don't get the Olympics, but they're both, like, 17 years old, and this dude said fuck on, like, international television. And, like, it's awesome. Uh, Adam Rapon is just being, like, gay and fabulous on the ice. It feels like there's actually some good things happening in the world right now. But also, um another fucking monster filled with white rage uh, and an AR-15 massacred a school. So, in a world where life can still continually make us feel this awful, at least there's
0: models!
1: Hey guys, I am with Teresa Lee, who I've been a huge fan of actually for years. It's really weird sitting across the table from her because I've been hearing her voice in podcasts (sighs) since my podcast was just a, a twinkle in my eye. And I'm really excited to get to talk to her about models.
0: Thank you. I should clarify, supermodels, um, not you know, not catalog models.
1: Yeah, fuck catalog models. They're fine,
0: but that's not not the. It's too broad. It's, you can't, we can't talk about like everything, you know.
1: Right, we can't talk about people in Macy's. like college.
0: Uh, college brochure models. I don't want to talk about that
1: because I was a college brochure model.
0: Were you? Okay, well <laughs> yeah. then we'll make one exception. Okay, so. thank
1: you. I feel like I was a supermodel for just that one day. Uh-huh that the college brochure came out. People were really excited about what Alex Schiffman exciting. had going on.
0: Yeah, professional um, pictures. It's exciting. But I think it's just the the model, lifesty- the model lifestyle, the supermodel lifestyle, and all that it, it encapsulates. And and thank you for having me on, by the way. I'm very very nice, nice things you said about me.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you for, for coming on. If you had uh, declined my invitation, I would have said some really awful things about oh. you. And then talked to nobody for Well, an now hour. I want
0: to hear that part, too. Okay. I uh, love, I like, that's like a, I feel like a part of me just from growing up in, um, being, like, around catty girls in middle school. I've never gotten over it. It's just, like, wanting to know, like, the shit that people are saying about me. But you can never... People won't say to your face. And so I do, like... Like, in the past, I have listened to podcasts of people that uh, don't like me. Well, I don't know. It's a, I don't say, like, don't like me. but I mean, like, you know, have beef for have reasons. Oh, wait, through, I want to know. Mostly, like, exes is what I mean. Oh, uh, shit. And sometimes I want to be like, what are they going to say? Because you kind of want to be, like, a fly on the wall when people are talking about you. And most people like to hear good things, but I like to know the bad stuff. I,
1: have you ever gotten it? But you get it through a third party, and they like you can tell they're neutering it, and it hurts more. So like uh, they said, you were kind of like you know a little chunky, and you're like that's not what they someone said. Someone said that. I uh, yeah, it's terrible. This wow. is like in middle school. No, I
0: feel like people. Oh yeah, I. Girls, if they say stuff, they want you to feel bad, I think. And most people have the decency not to pass on shit talk. I mean, yeah. I would never go up to someone and be like, did you know what so-and-so said? It's just like, I don't know. It seems like a not a good thing to pass on.
1: I think you're a decent human being, though. There are plenty of people who would be like, holy shit, I heard some beef about you, and I want to make you feel what I feel right now. It's juicy gossip, and it's about you, and it's going to make you feel awful, Alex, and I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, me in high school
0: oh man yeah
1: um okay wait before we even talk about supermodels okay are you an optimist are you a pessimist are you neither are you both
0: i am yeah you asked me this question i thought about it i i I wouldn't call myself an optimist but i i think that i am i think i try to find the good in most people but i tend to come out thinking like after i'll give it proper thought and be like What's the best upside to this? And then I'll usually come out of it uh, thinking like, no, this is shitty. (laughs) But I I always like try to find it. So that's why I think I'm an optimist. I I don't go into things wanting them to be bad. I always want to find the positive and I'll stay in bad situations much longer than I should because I want it to be good. Um, But then I'll ultimately kind of realize like, no, I mean, this, this is just shitty and kind of everything is shitty. And so I think I would be I would call myself more of a realist. A realist that gives it a shot at it being an optimist.
1: <laughs> With like optimistic tendencies. I've listened to your stand up and it's, it definitely doesn't come off optimistic.
0: Oh no. <laughs> That's funny. My mom has seen me do stand up and one time she saw me and afterwards she was like, I feel like you're not happy. <laughs>
1: I I get I don't get the feeling that you're not happy I get the feeling that you're um oh
0: I'm not no I'm just okay Um, no
1: that's fine we don't need you to be happy we need the supermodels to be happy and us to enjoy their happiness it's like if you stubbed your toe and you're like well life sucks Mm -hmm. my toe hurts there's nothing I can do about it I I get that from watching your stand up like yep that's just how it is because you've got a lot of really good one-liners that are like things are awful Oh, uh, like no. the one about your, uh, the one time your dad hit you. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that joke. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because uh, it's your mom's thing. Yeah. Like, that's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, she's like, because things are good and her parents shouldn't be hitting her. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if your parents actually.
0: Uh, that yeah, was hit b- you inspired like, by yeah. one time my dad, when I was very young, he hit me with a uh, one of the recorders. That was the only time he's ever hit me. My mom did freak out. She didn't say let me do that, but yeah. my mom did hit me a lot. So I made the joke because uh, because in that one moment she came to the rescue. But really, for the rest of my life, it was she was the
1: one. <laughs> you get to be the rescuer one yeah. time. Yeah, but that- she
0: was like, "You you do not hit our kids," and I think because men are stronger, and she was like, "You're gonna hurt them," but then you know, ironically.
1: Yeah, let, let me do it. I can do it for longer and get more mileage out of it. That sounds kind of like the story of America. Oh, God. It's like the one time, we save people one time, and we're like, okay, now we get this to do it. Is this supposed
0: to be a happy podcast? Uh, oh, cool. It's
1: it's This is a podcast like you are an optimist podcast. Oh, okay. It's like things are, things are shitty, but at least there's this one good thing that makes us all happy, and we can start talking about that now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love supermodels. They, I could go on and on about them. They're great. I know a lot of people don't like the idea of models, because it's easy to be like, oh, they set unrealistic beauty standards. But the models, it's important to remember the models don't set these standards. The models are born hot and they are and, and they're beautiful people and they live their life positively and they're out there just being them and we put them in these situations. I think it's okay to feel insecure and deal with your uh, you know, body image and uh, it's totally valid to feel insecure, but I just think we're blaming the wrong people the supermodels who are born hot are not trying to make you feel bad that's just how they are and we're putting them in the spotlight because it makes people feel good so let's address why we're doing that like
1: okay address it what is the thing that you teresa lee are getting out of uh out of the life of a super hot supermodel
0: well, confidence is a big one, right? Because they kind of have this light that shines around them. They're positive. I mean, I know models also deal with their own demons. But in general, like, the images you see, like, if you're feeling bad, you can look up, like, the Victoria's Secret models on Instagram. And their feeds are just, like, positive and, and happy and just, like, radiant and it just, like, very inspiring. Like, they're trying to live the basic bitch, like, <laughs> their best life. But they are, they are doing it, and it's nice. And it's nice to see someone unironically trying to be happy and kind of pulling it off. And, yes, you can argue they're happy because they're blessed and they're hot and they have this nice life. But also, can't you argue, like, that's better than someone, like, a bitter person who is upset at everyone and is trying to, like, manipulate the world? Like, these people have doors open for them. They don't need to manipulate anyone. So they're kind of, like, living this very, like... Sh- honest uh happy like kind of like innocent life and yes can it get ruined by shitty people who take advantage of hot people sure but there's something very pure i think about just like a hot girl who is happy
1: the thing that i found most interesting about what you just said was on unironic mm-hmm. because irony is such a currency for our lifestyles, I think like I I can't speak for you, although I have a decent enough sense because we both live in LA and we both are part of like the entertainment scene. Irony is like for sure a currency here. Would you agree?
0: I think it comes out of a fear of being um, vulnerable, you know, and I. I think that's why supermodels are so cool. Cause they're sort of on this other plane. Like some of them are born so hot and so different. Like Alessandra, she's so hot. Like she didn't try to get hot. She just, is, you know what I mean? Like she just is hot. And so you kind of embrace that. You don't have to feel, there's sort of like a medium ground where people are trying and then feel like embarrassed about trying and then, you know, have to like use irony. You know, if you put out a picture that you think you look good in, but you got to, make a funny caption so you don't <laughs> want people to think like, oh, she thinks she's hot. But if you're right. like so hot, if you're like Alessandro Ambrosio hot, nobody's questioning how hot you are. You can just be like, here's my life and I'm happy. And nobody's going to be like, wow, fuck you. They're just <laughs> like, yeah, she's happy. like sure, She should be. She's got like a blessed life. Good. Good for her.
1: But doesn't everybody deserve to be happy?
0: Everybody does deserve to be happy. That's why these models are so great. They're showing us how to live. And all the insecurities come from our own... Like our own shit. That's our uh, ourselves being like, you know, when someone sees a hot girl and thinks like, "Oh, I wish I could be her." That's them thinking like, "Oh, I don't deserve to be loved," or "I don't." That's your own stuff. Like, Mm. that's not good. I don't. I think you're valid in feeling those things, but you got to realize that comes from within. Like, why do you feel that you have to match this thing that makes you happy? Like, I love looking at you know beautiful landscapes. Like, I don't go to the Grand Canyon and think I'm jealous of the Grand Canyon because I'm not a canyon. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can just appreciate something beautiful and but when you start to feel insecure, that's you kind of like projecting your own insecurities and your own your own shit, right?
1: So you've never once like wished that you were a canyon.
0: I have wished I was a tree actually. I used to I used to um really really want to be a tree. So I guess that's different. Well, that's but.
1: understandable. Everybody wants to be a tree yeah. at one point in their life.
0: Like a big oak tree, just strong and still, and you're just there, and things pass you by, and it's like very nice to just be and not have to think. So I, I do like the idea of being nature. Well,
1: weirdly, yeah. I got kind of a flash of like, it almost sounds like, like you're brilliance? T- Of um, brilliance. Yes, I was you. like, this person I'm sitting across <laughs> from is a genius. It almost sounds like mindfulness meditation, what you're talking about with these models, because they're like- They have this one thing we, everybody deals with, and they probably deal with. I bet even the most super, super supermodel deals with insecurity. Mm -hmm. But if we sort of deify, sounds like the wrong word, but like kind of make them into a model, like make them Mm -hmm. into the patron saint of not giving a fuck, we can see in them this thing like, oh, I hate that I'm walking around with this baggage. I hate that I'm walking around like me. I hate that I'm walking around feeling like I'm kind of this short stumpy jewish guy but i can look at somebody like um, fuck who's the most attractive person who kind of looks like me joe manganello right <laughs> i can like look at giant sexy joe mm-hmm. manganello and be like that guy does not deal with this bullshit and i bet he gets to think about a lot of other things
0: no but see you're now comparing yourself and i'm saying you shouldn't compare yourself like you're not com- like the whole thing about comparing yourself to a canyon like you wouldn't do that. You don't need a there isn't anything missing. We're all whole people and they just happen to look a certain way that makes everyone feel good when they look at them. doesn't mean you can't also be that. My point is it's not about comparison. It's just that like looking at models is nice. And uh, a lot of times it's easy to be like, oh, well, my life isn't going well because I don't have this thing. So that I can blame that person who looks that way for making my life bad but is that is this true if you got hot would your life be better no because you're an unhappy person and that's how you treat life so maybe it's more to do with like accepting yourself and who you are than having this thing that you feel like is keeping you from happiness we want to think they're bad people because it makes us feel better but what if we just looked at how they live their life like what if we just looked at what it would be like to have everything given to you and to not have any fear and uh And to be able to be a good person and see what that life is like and then be like, oh, I could do that. I could believe that I have everything now and not blame anyone and just like live that positive life.
1: How did you come to this? This is a very, um, this is almost like a religious viewpoint, (laughs) right? Uh This, This sounds like the way you hear like a certain type of Christian talking about like, well, you're born with everything you need. Right? How did you come oh, to this? I mean, it's viewpoint? super shallow.
0: I'm like a very shallow person, if you can't tell. I uh, I just think they're very hot, and I I think part of it could probably be I like grew up like pretty uh, repressed about my sexuality. Like I used to just like get crushes on all the hot girls, but I didn't know I was uh, well. I'm bi, but I didn't know that. So I think there was maybe a little bit of like elevating hot girls to this maybe a point of religion where I was like i like to worship them. i don't worship them just i like to think of them as this like nice thing like they make everybody's life better yeah but also like the hot girl at school like usually there's like at least one that's just like a hot nice person and then everyone wants to be around them and they're sweet and they're not mean to anyone and they're not popular because they're mean they're popular just because they're a likable person so i think that's where it started and then i also worked in fashion so i was around models a lot and i just found like the models were the The models and the designers were the most bearable people in the industry. Everybody else around it, like around the business, sucked, and everyone's so shallow. And and uh, at the end of the day, if you strip it down, it's like it's an industry about looks, and the and people hate on the models because they think the models are responsible for it. But it's all these business people that are pushing things at you. I think
1: the hate, and you've kind of spelled this out, comes from comes from wanting. Right. It comes from wanting either to look like them or to have sex with them and and not being able to attain something no matter how hard you try. It's definitely a recipe for like uh, that kind of bubbly, oozy hatred that's both it's on you, but it also gets cast out on the world. I mean, that's the kind of hate that got Donald Trump elected.
0: Yeah. But people have that. So here's the secret is that it's easy to project and everyone can, one can hate on the Victoria's Secret models together because it feels like this faraway thing. But people who really hate and blame models are also probably hating, like, uh, other people in their life. Like, they're hating someone just slightly above them. Like, they're hating their, like, coworker who got a promotion over them. They're doing that on all levels. It's just that they can't outwardly complain about that because they'll sound bitter. So it's easy to be like, I hate models. Models are the reason I'm not successful or models insert you know celebrity whatever someone living a life you want and it's elegant and glamorous and your your friends your peers can agree with you because you all don't have it, but that person's probably also secretly like jealous of their peer who got a showcase over them and they're jealous of their success and they're thinking I'm not successful because so and so took my spot. So I think that kind of like trickles down to every part of your life you just can't outwardly be like i'll hate jeff because <laughs> you know because all your friends are happy for him, whatever you can't do that so it's easy to be like yeah fuck the victoria's secret models
1: before you came in engineer Lindsay and i were actually just hating on those people on the jeffs in our life oh yeah yeah we were we were going to town on our individual jeffs
0: <laughs> i mean it's okay i mean everyone does it you know i'm i'm a stand up i i feel like insecure about where i am all the time and that's normal i think I'm not saying you're not allowed to be. I just think it's it's good to be aware of when you're doing it. And, and then you give yourself a moment to be jealous and then, like, let it go away. Because you it doesn't help. It actually makes it worse, I think, to feel negative feelings.
1: Right. I'm, I keep coming back to your Canyon metaphor, and I really like that. That like The model, it almost feels like this is a test. Like, put this beautiful person with everything they want in front of you and work on not hating them. And if you cannot hate them, you will be a happier person.
0: Yeah, because also you it's easy to hate, but then once you have what you want, you're not. there's not a moment when someone's like, you have everything you want. And so you're always going to feel kind of empty if you're always looking to the outside for happiness. But if you're just happy where you are, you will probably start rising to the top. And then the, the confident people will want to be around you because you have confidence. And you'll be in the same rooms as them. And it won't matter if you're not Candace Wannable. <laughs> you know, like... You'll just be there with her and it'll be fine. And everything, you're getting everything else she has. Like, it's going to be great.
1: Something about this, and I'm not saying this because you're Taiwanese, but something about this (laughs) feels very Taoist.
0: Oh, really? I'm, my parents are not, uh, Taoist. I'm not even trying
1: to say that. It's just, it Uh seems like, wow, that could have been a really shitty thing this white man just said, but it just feels very like, yeah, just go, just like.
0: Just, be, but just I love, enter
1: the flow and don't be jealous of people. And these yeah. are like, these models are great sages who have everything handed <laughs> to them, but they still just like live with nature and they don't try to change things.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of like shitty people who are hot too, but I just mean in general, that's why I like the Victoria's Secret models because they have a very wholesome image. And, uh, and I also think there is something to be said, and this is maybe the controversial part is I do also like the idea, like I'm not worshiping celebrities. I like models because they're kind of blank. And I do like that. So is that true? No, because they're real people and they have lives and feelings. Yeah. But I do like, so I like the idea, like the image that's put out to me of these hot people who are nameless and don't talk. It's like very zen and calming and empty.
1: To just, they're just, they just are.
0: Yeah, but I know that's not true. I mean, right. they all have feelings and they're probably all get sad, but <laughs> it's nice to think that they're just positive people.
1: So, so we've, we've just talked a little bit about the big G. Right. And my audience, I think, knows about my big and little Mm -hmm. G idea of good. So there's like big G good. And that's like things that are good for the world. And also like you had me do my homework and there are some models who have like great foundations that do lots of charity Mm -hmm. work and we can talk about them. But like that's the big G and these big philosophical ideas of like not feeling jealous and they just simply are that's big g but what about the little g good so that's like how is this good for you teresa lee in your life oh
0: sure how's it good for me i, I have met a lot of models cuz i used to work in fashion i felt that like meeting models was very refreshing cuz it feel they almost like alien a little bit like they've got a totally different life and they're sort of it makes you realize like oh there's a totally different lane of life you can live and and they're not malicious like it's easy to hate because you're not in it but then you're like oh this is cool like it's kind of cool to feel like what is it yeah maybe meeting an NBA star would be like that too like they probably have an energy about them
1: Someone is at like the top of their game for what is somewhat a natural thing
0: yeah like Like, they're born with a skill so it's like this whole different life that they have lived and you can kind of glimpse into it and, and there's a confidence, I think, that is very like magnetic and it rubs off on you and it's nice. I've never been around models and felt bad but when I felt most insecure, it's usually around normal people, I think. Do you know what I mean? It's around people who maybe have something I don't. I, I get insecure all the time so it's a, you know around a, a, a girl that some guy I like is talking to or around someone who has something I want and that's when I feel the most insecure and so I don't have that when I meet a a really, really hot model. I just think this is great. Like, you have all these things. I don't feel like I need to have what you have now in this moment. That's unrealistic. Do supermodels stand out and people stare at them? Yeah. When you they walk into a room? Could they take it as, like, if they were insecure, could they take it as, like, everyone's staring at me? What's wrong with me? Sure, because they can't see the big picture. So I think you got to walk into a room and be like, I'm a supermodel, and I'm here because I'm hot. Even, like, it doesn't matter. It's not really about looks. Yeah. It's just the vibe, you know?
1: Does that... Has that been effective for you or is this like a new thing? This is what you're bit. into I've now. I've noticed
0: it now like because I get a lot of social anxiety like going to parties and things like that. So I oftentimes like I will just like get ready to go and then just be like, I don't want to go and just stay home. I hate but parties. I the never worst. go to parties. But I've been
1: in a relationship for long enough that I don't go to parties <laughs> at all, uh-huh. which is the best part.
0: But the, going to parties is the best when you're in a relationship. That's like the only time I don't feel insecure is when I'm in a relationship and There's someone I'm dating at the party.
1: Well, you still have to talk to people, though. And I don't like talking to people. Yeah, but it's like a little
0: anchor. You have, like, your significant other, and then you can, like, mill about the party, but there's always someone who is there and loves you. you.
1: Oh, That's actually a really beautiful way to put it. But also, like, I... I find myself so lost at most parties because I'm good at this. I'm good at like, let's sit down mm-hmm. and talk for an hour and a half about big ideas and jam. I'm not good at like, hey, you uh, you see that show on Netflix? Because I, I just get so lost in my like, oh, did I see that show? What are the ramifications of that show? Am I being an asshole right now? I am being an asshole right now. And then everybody's just moved away from the snack table where I was at and I'm just eating Doritos by Oh okay, yeah, to be
0: fair, every party I go to is a recorded podcast though. So. There are some that I do like know their background because they've gone on to do more things. Like, I mean like Carly Klaas, she's like, I used to love her before I even knew she did this. She was like a Victoria's Secret very hot, had the angry look. She was like known for her angry look. Um, I used to love to watch her walk. She was like, the best, and now she's doing computer science at NYU, and she started a coding camp for girls called Coding. I don't know, what it's called something about. I think it's Coding. Classy, coding
1: yeah, something. and it's like you a had me free two-week
0: yeah. camp for young girls to learn how to code. Like, how dope is that?
1: That's really cool.
0: And uh, I think people get too worried about trying to be like someone else, and they they uh, don't, they don't try new things. But these hot people, they have all these doors open for them that. Maybe she's not a good coder. Who knows? But she's probably got confidence, so that's why she's willing to try.
1: It's also cool because – so I think everyone I know that I've talked to has the, like, I'm going to get big at this one thing, and then I'm going to do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a super hot supermodel, you kind of get to go to that other stuff quicker, like her like coding camp. And she also does that, like, cookie recipe thing Mm -hmm. where she feeds, like, hungry – people by selling cookies through, I don't know, some <laughs> fucking bougie ass bake shop. But that's her like, one. once I land, then I get to do all this cool shit. And like, mm-hmm. that's what my parents are doing now.
0: I don't think you have to yeah. wait to hit a certain thing before you can start being good. Poco really, is another yeah. example. Like she... She is a big advocate of, like... Um, body
1: positivity, pos- not, right?
0: Uh, body positivity, but also just, like, regulating uh, weight regulations in fashion. She's spoken out about it a lot. Like, she said when she was modeling, there was one year when they're like, the look lithier is anorexic. Don't be anorexic, but we just want you to look anorexic, which is insane because that you have to be that's, anorexic.
1: Yeah, that's how you get that way.
0: Yeah, so she was basically like, no. She was speaking out while she was a working model, and, she, you know, she has a rule. Like, she never does photos smoking a cigarette because she is like against smoking and she doesn't want to sell cigarette and that image to people so she's like someone who lived by her principles as she was coming up and only made her bigger and more famous and now she's able to like put money and time into those causes
1: and that's that almost goes back to the like the deification the saintliness thing because she like stands for a cause she's <laughs> a beautiful yeah, coco
0: Rocha yeah. is jesus christ
1: <laughs> yeah we, we knew that, and you're here to drop that knowledge on us. Uh, C-R, Preach.
0: Chris Kweiss. Uh, yeah, it's spelled. You rearrange your letters. Anyways, uh, okay.
1: So you get how most people feel about models. You obviously feel very different.
0: Mm, I think it's just a thing to say, like people hating the word moist. Like, do people really hate it that much? I mean, maybe like 5% of the world. I actually like
1: really like it. Li- the, Thank you for saying that, because I was watching a show yesterday. I was watching Countdown. It's like this British game show. Uh And the dictionary lady, because it's about like spelling words. Wow, what a dumb thing to call her. The woman who's like a lexicographer, (laughs) knows every word in the world and like lets people know how they're doing. was like, my least favorite word in the world is moist. And it's such a common thing. And it's like a great way to describe a cake.
0: Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, that's true. Or a sponge.
1: yeah. Or sex. Or sex. Yeah, moist sex. I think that's why people don't like it. A porn
0: category. Moist sex.
1: A corn (laughs) category or a porn category?
0: Or corn. It's probably corn involved.
1: It's the best kind of corn. It sounded like you said moist sexed.
0: Moist sexed.
1: Which is a really... That's gross. That's when it gets (laughs) gross. Because why is your phone so wet? Ew. Don't take those pictures with your wet phone. You'll shock yourself. Um. But it is a it's understandable that there are people who have negative feelings about models, and then it's I think more common to dislike models than like them.
0: But I think it's a thing to say i I'm not like trying to undermine um, people with body issues. I think that's a legitimate thing, obviously, but I think people tend to think they're hating the models when really it's, uh, you know, it's like if you are hating what society is telling you you're supposed to look like, That's all the ad execs behind the campaign. I'm not saying I'm supporting the entire fashion industry or the entire idea of selling things with hot people. Like, yes, do we use that? Do we exploit it? Sure, I I don't think it's all good. But I don't think the models themselves are responsible for that. They were born that way.
1: And if they're born that way... Why hate them? For
0: Should me. we hide them? What do, we, what do you like? What is the ideal situation? Hide all the hottest people in the world, don't put them in campaigns. How yeah, insane would that, that be? That's
1: the world I want to live in, Teresa.
0: But if we started doing that and made them feel like pariahs, you know, they feel insecure too. They don't see, like, they're just, you don't see yourself, right? So, like, they're just living their w- life. And what if everyone was just mean to them because they were hot? They would start feeling like they're less than. So, that's other people's shit, right? That's their insecurity to make someone feel bad. Why don't we just all make each other feel good? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we're just nice to everybody regardless of how they looked? Wow. Then I, someone I, yeah. looking at a hot person wouldn't feel bad because they wouldn't have ever been – nobody was mean to them because of how they look, so they wouldn't see a hot person to feel bad. I feel
1: like they're, part of the hatred is the way we view sex as a culture where like, mm. sex is about attainment a little bit. So it's like, oh, I'm not getting laid because there are all these beautiful people, and they're the ones who get to have sex, and they get to have good sex. And so people who look normal like me, like sex is unreachable and I don't Mm. get to have sex that's fun and I can't have sex with those beautiful people and that's what I'm told I need to want. And so there's like a lot of hatred there because your own life doesn't feel like you're getting what you want to feel.
0: Yeah, but that's all – again, that's all their shit. That's like your – not you, you, Alex, but like the person saying that. That's like your shit. Like you thinking that already is like – you're projecting some something you want onto somebody else
1: yeah no I- exactly
0: like i don't know you could just get good at sex you could then <laughs> you could have sex with more people stop s- taking all the time thinking about how you're not having good sex just d- get better d- get d- practice get better at sex and then you know have sex and then people will be like he's good at sex and then you'll have sex with more people and then that's you're gonna feel confident and that's gonna attract more people and then more i gotta people- write
1: this down i gotta get how was it get, get good, good at sex get good at sex yeah okay. i don't know
0: Most people sit around thinking well, i'm not having any sex it's and it's because people everybody else better at sex than me that's probably the reason you're not having any sex you're spending too much time thinking about it
1: wow that's a really hot take Teresa. <laughs> is there is there a question that i have not asked you that you're like why is this guy not asking me this question mm. i want to talk about this aspect of modeling and um, why models are good
0: uh, I don't know. Is there? <laughs> I I could tell you about when I met Candace Swanepoel. I mean, it's yeah. not really like, that cool of a story, but it's more me bragging about going to a cool party. I want to uh, hear this
1: whole story. Please paint this picture I, for us. I
0: went to a, in college, I went out a lot in college. I don't really know, but I went to a um birthday party that for my friend who was dating uh Calvin Klein. What? And, yeah, so he threw him a, Calvin threw th- my friend a, it was not really a friend it was a friend at the time but you know how you have friends through partying it was like that so like we're not like close friends I, i'm now. not that kind of definitely cool not person who
1: has friends through partying
0: <laughs> we're not like friends now but we at the time we were friends enough for him to invite me to his birthday and calvin was throwing it for him so it was like all of calvin's friends so like a lot of celebrities and um very very fancy and i think this this guy had like only a few of us like a dozen of us that were actually his friends so we were like the we were like treated well because we were there for him but really it was like a party for Calvin so they like I go in there and there's like you know like all these hot people like Marissa Miller like old models too like just like all these fashion people um Anna Wintour dropped by at some point it was really cool uh but yeah I saw this hot girl and this was bef- right before she she wasn't like very well known yet but I saw this girl she just like stood out uh, and I wanted to go talk to her. So I went to talk to her and we like bonded and like, we took a picture together. Cause I was like, are you a model? She's like, yep. So I was like, what, can I take a picture with you? Also I was like 19 or something and I still took pictures with p- cool people at parties and I don't do that now, but like, I don't like go up to celebrities now and ask for a picture.
1: Yeah. It but, that, that shit wouldn't fly.
0: But I did it then and she, well, we like talked for a while. It, was, yeah. it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a press event. So it was like a private event. Right. So I think everyone's guard was down. Um, so everyone was sort of like, we're all here, it's fine. And she came with the head of IMG, like she was his date. So she also was a little out of place. Like she, I mean, she's obviously a hot girl, so I don't think she was having any trouble, but I could tell she was a little shy. She didn't know anyone there. So uh, yeah, so anyways, I took a picture with her and then, um, then like a, f- a few months later, the swimsuit issue of the Victoria's Secret catalog came out and, uh, or the swim, swim catalog came out. And she was, like, all over it. Like, it was, like, they were, I guess, clearly she came there with Ivan Bart, so they were going to break her, you know? Yeah. So she was, like, primed for success. But that was, like, the cusp of her breakout moment. And then she was, like, all over. And this was Candace Swanepoel. So now she's, like, everywhere and huge. And, uh, like, she became, like, the face of Victoria's Secret, basically. But that's how I met her. And and she was very sweet when I met her. And I, I guess my, my, the moral of that is, like, she was a genuinely nice person. And, uh, and I think that, that kind of got her where she is.
1: And now you guys are best friends?
0: No, we're not best friends. <laughs> I wish.
1: I'm sorry. But she's
0: also cool because I think her boobs are pretty small and for, <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> I mean, cause she's an underwear model, right? And so people, that's something people get insecure about is the size of their boobs, right? That's a big thing in LA. People get boob surgery. And I think uh, it's that's one of those things that people think like, oh, if I only had bigger boobs, I'd be happy, or I would then be hot, and everyone would love me and never leave me. But she's like a huge and a uh, huge star, and her boobs are she has like a A or double A cup, and she's very like proud of it. And like I don't, I don't think that anyone would be like, oh, I hate you because your boobs are small. So that just goes to show you, you can't like you could be whatever you want, and it's fine. <laughs> just be confident.
1: You can you can have small boobs. You can. Be a model, you can be a canyon, you can be yeah. an oak tree, and you're all beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, that was a very edifying conversation. I knew I knew you are going to come in with some hot takes because <laughs> I know I'm having Teresa Lee on my uh-huh. podcast. She's well, going to bring it.
0: I, I do need to clarify yeah. that I have, that unrelated, I have yeah. wanted, uh, thought about getting boob surgery, and there's still a possibility in the next 20 years I will. So do not use my words against me. I think you should be happy doing what you want, but also feel free to, uh, you know, do whatever you want to. Like it goes both ways. Okay. Don't be unhappy because you don't have boobs, but also if boobs make you happy, do it. Because I might. I don't know.
1: Man, you keep giving me all these juicy <laughs> pool quotes. <laughs> I want to open the podcast with that. Um, this was th- like I was saying. This was very uh, informative. I think I learned a lot more. Not just like facts, but also like these are some interesting philosophical points you're making so i very grateful for that you're also crazy funny I'm Is crazy there... comma and funny <laughs> yeah no that's what I meant thank you for clarifying uh-huh. where can people find you
0: I'm on Twitter at Larissa T-L-E-R-E-S-A-T-E-E and uh I host a show every Sunday at the Friend Bar in Silver Lake so if you live in LA you should come to that 7 30 p.m free every Sunday
1: what's the show called
0: comedy at The Friend.
1: Okay, yeah. I actually live very close to there. Oh, yeah. That's right. awesome. I'll be there soon. Guys, it's always been wonderful having you listen to the podcast. That came out weird, but I'm not going to change it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I've been getting some really great feedback, so I'm always grateful to have uh, have your ears tuned in to my dumb voice. If you guys like the podcast, please share it with a friend. One share it goes a really long way. Like, subscribe, find me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It's at least Pod for all three of them. Say hey to me. If you guys have the time, say you are waiting for the F train on 63rd and Lex and you're about to head into Long Island City and you need something to do, if you could give me a five-star review on iTunes, that would be amazing. It would go a really long way. Other than that, just keep looking for some silver linings and I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thanks. Bye.
0: Class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.